Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action podcast. My name is Michelle Joy, and thank you so much for joining me. I'm here to inspire you to live amazing lives through the Law of Attraction and help you see how powerful you really are. In this podcast, you'll hear interviews, and I will give you inspirational talks on my Monday session. So thank you so much for joining me, and happy manifesting! This show is sponsored by Victoria Johnson Coaching and Training Academy, home of Heal Your Life Teacher and Coach Training in Canada. I took her training a year ago and was blown away by how truly transformative it was. Not only do you get the tools that Louise Hay taught herself, but you will become certified with Victoria in a program that is authorized by Hay House and was approved by Louise Hay herself. Also, check out Victoria's number one bestseller, Do That and Then Some, Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough, which is now available on Amazon. Visit thetraining.ca for more information. That's T-H-E-T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G.ca. Thank you so much, and definitely check her out. Welcome to the Law of Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. My name is Michelle Joy and I am your host. And as always, I bring to the world people who are living through the Law of Attraction, who've seen miraculous happen, things happen in their life. And I'm so excited to bring you more and more people who are just flocking to me. You know, it's so awesome. So today's guest, his name is Walter Aguilar and he is an IPEC trained core E performance transition and leadership specialist. I'm sure he'll tell us more about that. And I actually met him on the Mark Cordon show, The Golden Mike, and he was making all these comments. And I'm like, this guy's amazing. We obviously need to talk. So thank you, Mark, for being here. No worries. Uh, yeah, no, Mark, Mark is a great connector. His show is great. And he has some amazing people like, like you. And uh, I've always made it a point that if I watch, uh, somebody's video, especially on his show, I make sure that I engage uh-huh. because I really believe is that we uh, we don't nothing ever happens by accident. We always attract ourselves. So find it kindred spirits seem to always find themselves. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I have to tell people I've had three people who watch me on that interview who are now on my podcast. So yay, <laughs> small world, right? We're all here to change the world. We're here to connect. And I'm so excited that Walter, you're my next guest. So before I go any further, tell me, Walter, how did you come into the law of attraction and how has it changed your life? Um, I think the law of attraction was that I've always, um, I've always been um, a very inquisitive, curious individual. Even ever since I was young, I, I would have mentors. Um, I would have, uh, uh, I always had mentors that uh, really kind of alluded to a lot of this. But I think that uh, as I've gotten older, I started to really realize, and, and, and it really happened, I guess, once I, about five years ago when I decided to become an IPAC coach, mm-hmm. where a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, a lot of dots started to be connected when, because they, they, uh, they basically, their coaching model is uh, seven levels of energy, uh-huh. which are seven levels of consciousness, awareness, engagement, and confidence. And so... Um, through that uh, process of getting certified for that, 
there's a lot of talk about vibration, about energy, um, and how energy attracts like energy. So there was a lot of uh, universal principles that were being taught. Uh Um, But I think that uh, really a lot of it really uh, comes around because it's it's that whole thing, uh, Joe Dispenza, who's a neuroscientist, always says that thoughts are for the mind and experiences are for the body. And how when we actually, um, we can talk and uh, be philosophers in regards to law of attraction, but when we actually have those experiences, uh-huh. Um, then that it becomes really real for us. That's yeah. why I call this podcast "Law of Attraction in Action" because it's more than just a you know a philosophical experience. It's it's where you actually live it, and that's when it becomes miraculous. Correct, and that's where I think that um, with the law of attraction, with mindfulness, with a lot of um, traditional way of, of or, or ways that we used to think about these things, it's been very esoterical. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a lot of people that are more science-based or universally uh, analyze the data, let's pick it apart and let's see. I, I think that there's always been a disconnect. Uh-huh. And what's happening now is that that esoteric and the science and also the spirituality, is all, it's all really coming together. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes I think it's just my world because this is, I'm engrossed in it, but I meet so many people like you're in Canada, right? And like, it's, it's kind of everywhere. It's not, I've had people who listen to me in the UK and I have people all over the world who are like, yeah, this is, it is a real thing now. So when you tell us more about the coaching, I want to know how you, how you got in, because I've never heard of that type of coaching and how did you get into that? Yeah. The type of coaching was that, um, what I, what I did is that I, my wife, is a board of director of a disabilities foundation here. And uh, I was looking for something that would get me out of the rat race. I was in sales and um, I found that I wasn't, uh, although I was good at sales, it wasn't my passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we, we actually take care of a special needs boy and his health was starting to get deteriorate. So she needed more help at home. And me being out for eight to 10 hours a day um, really wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So we decided that, uh, I decided that it was time to, to look at something different. And I thought coaching was one way of doing it. And I really didn't really realize uh, what type of coaching I was going to do there because there's, there's a whole variety of coaching. And right. uh, there's so many different things. Now, one thing that I realized is that um, – I needed to find a type of coaching that resonated with, with me and my beliefs um, and, and also the way that I viewed the world. Um, I played a lot of sports in the past, so I understood about energy. I understood about momentum. I understood about why sometimes you go and you have great games, other times you don't. And so I always knew intuitively that energy was a big component of well, it. Well, sports players have been notoriously been known or Olympic tra- people training for the Olympics is they use the visualization. They've been doing that for a long time. I've heard that. So they the, may the, not call it law of attraction, but that's what they've been doing. Yeah. Right? The, 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 they, they, they use the visualization. There's uh, I remember even uh, using affirmations in grade 11 as a wrestler. I, um, oh, wow. I was in the BC, uh, the provincial championships and I, I went and I went up against a guy who, for all intents and purposes, looked a little dorky. He was from a suburb, and I didn't take him seriously, and I lost to him. Uh-huh. So 
one more loss and that's it for my tournament. And I was expected to do well. And then what I did is I started to put this affirmation in my head that I would only focus on my next wrestler. Uh And I would think of them as my nemesis. This is the person that I need to overcome to achieve what I wanted to achieve. Uh And because of doing that affirmation to myself, like I would go into a place and I would just, and I would actually use the visualization, but I would also think about the nemesis and I was actually feeling myself winning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And to uh and that was in grade eleven. That yeah, was, and you had no idea what you were doing. I mean, in I, some ways. I, I had no idea what I was doing. All I knew is that I did I, I instead of focusing on not losing, I focused on the fact that my next opponent was in the way of what I wanted, and that since he was my nemesis. <laughs> my nemesis was this is the one person I need to get to to get through to get to the next step. Uh-huh. So I focused on one moment at a time. Uh-huh. And when I did that, I, I ended up, uh, because once you've lost once, you could never win the tournament anymore, but I came third. Uh-huh. And I won five or six matches in a row. And I even beat the, uh, the, the, the previous year's champion in under a minute. I was uh-huh. so much in that zone. Uh-huh. that everything that I did worked. Uh-huh. And if something didn't work, I'd come up with something more creative. And I just had this belief that was just amazing. And I didn't know what it was. And I think that that when I, when I, when I looked at IPEC, mm-hmm. the idea that we have these seven levels of energy uh-huh. that are basically uh, – driven by our thoughts which yeah, are tell us more by- about that do you mind going into some details about that because i've never heard of it i think my viewers or our listeners would really love that so 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 there's a guy named bruce schneider who um was able to uh he had a he had kind of uh i guess i guess for all intents and purposes you hear eckhart tolle where he had his the guy who wrote the power of now uh-huh. he was about uh-huh. to commit suicide and i can't live with myself no longer who's me and who's myself. And then he had sort of a, a paradigm, big paradigm shift. Well, with Bruce, I think he was hit by a drunk driver and uh, he ended up being in a coma. Mm. Every time he came out of the coma, he'd be in a different energy. One where he could be really kind of depressed, hopeless and right. And then, and, uh, and then another time, because the doctors told him he'd never walk again because his knee was all shattered and the whole bit. And then he'd show up at the highest level where no, you guys aren't right. I will walk again, and he uh-huh. would. And there was all these different energies that he showed up with, and based on the energy, it had different emotions, and different beliefs. Uh-huh. And so he ended up actually ended up being able to walk again. Uh-huh. He was able to, and he developed uh, this this uh, called energy leadership, where our beliefs um, really because because the whole thing idea is this is that we all emit energy. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and that's everybody, most people, you don't have to be a scientist to understand that because uh, even if you think of life force, when you see, if you go to a wake and the person that's there that's transitioned on doesn't look at all like the person you knew because their life yeah. force is gone, their energy force is gone. Yeah. However, right, we have two types of energy that we actually create. Uh, one of them is called catabolic, which is a constricting and contracting energy. It's the one with the lower energy levels of uh, feeling at the effect of life, depression, worry, uh, doubt, uh, fear, all those kind of things. And then the other energy, uh, and the, that, that would be the lowest energy. Uh-huh. Second energy would be the conflict one. 
the right or wrong, uh, angry at the world, angry with ourselves, trying to win at all costs, right? And at the very highest, we have passion. Uh, There's no fear. Uh, where uh, it's uh, and 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 when we get to those first two energies, those are called catabolic energies, and those energies as as a result out of uh, us being in self protection, in other words, protecting our ego created sense of who we think we are, uh-huh. or over attachment to things, uh-huh. or um, just really uh, it's a survival energy. Mm-hmm. Once we get to like energy three to five, we go into the coping energy. The, the the rationalization energy, the good enough energy. We go into the service energy where we're serving other people. Uh-huh. We go into the win-win where you don't see obstacles, you only see opportunities. Now, these three to five energies are where we get to the self-mastery. Uh-huh. This is where we understand that we are not the roles we play. That's what we do, right? Uh-huh. And that our mind is not who we are. It's a tool. So within those three to five energies, we learn how to manage that tool more effectively. Uh, uh-huh. When we get to level six and seven, now we get into self-transcendent moments. That's when we're connecting to the source, God, the quantum field, you name it. Mm-hmm. That's where the magic happens. That's where the flow is. That's where the zone is, sports zone. Uh-huh. And that's where the magic happens. I love that. I've never heard it talk, talked about like that. I know the, the energy on like words and vibration. I talk in vibration a lot. I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan, of course. So, but that's really fascinating. I love those areas. And it, it, it shows you how many people either sit on the low end or middle to low. Wouldn't you say most people are right around there? Well, well the, the lower energies are the catabolic energies. The higher energies, like three to five, we get into anabolic. Those are the expanding energies. Uh-huh. And those are the energies with a higher vibration, right? So, so how do people reach that then? So yeah. how would you suggest that people can raise their energy and go up that level? Well, I think, first of all, before you go anywhere, you need to know where you are. Hmm. The thing is, see, that when, according to a university down in California, we have roughly 70,000 thoughts per day, the average person, right? Mm-hmm. Roughly 80% of those thoughts are the same thoughts we had yesterday. So we have a tendency to do a lot of looping, kind of like the old 45s. Yeah, yeah. And that's where anxiety, depression, right? A lot of worry. Yeah. yeah. You're looping. And so what happens is that when you're down in those catabolic energies, that has a low frequency. Right. So that's why when you're angry, it's that old, uh, the old song, you're looking for trouble, you come to the right place. Because if you're out looking for trouble, you'll find trouble because that's what you'll attract to yourself. Absolutely. Yes, uh, it's like, like. yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like my. Uh, it's funny. I was talking to my mom, who's who's a little bit older, and uh, she had a situation where there's something uh, my brother would like her to move in with them because she's a little bit older and what have you. But she doesn't want to move in. She doesn't want to give up her independence. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea is that if you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you have a certain frequency in the way you view life. Every, you're going to experience situations that are going to reinforce that energy. Absolutely. And so, but then it, the sad thing is it becomes this vicious cycle because it keeps getting reinforced. We're like, see, see, this keeps happening. See, the world's filled with bad people because I keep seeing bad people. And Correct. so how do we get out of that hamster wheel? Well, well, the, the thing is, it's really interesting is that um, these energy levels, nobody really walks around in one energy all the time, right? Because our beliefs 
our, our life experiences, our um, values are all what drives our thinking mm -hmm. for the most part. There's other times where all that stuff in our subconscious, all the pain, all the fears, all the stuff that's in there um, manifests itself in, the, in, in our physical world as physical sensations. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that sometimes it's your mind that gets angry. Therefore, your body thinks, oh, I have to give you angry chemicals, cortisol, uh, right, adrenaline, right. what have you. And there's other times where you're going around and all of a sudden you feel certain feelings over some that you see or hear. And then you start telling your mind, my body's upset. Therefore, we got to have angry thoughts. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah. Right? So, it so does. what it's happens okay. is that so so what happens is that for most people, um, unless you're able to understand that you're not your body, that you're not your mind, right? Uh -huh. What happens? You go around making choices in the moment under the illusion that you're actually making choices in the moment, uh -huh. and the reality is you're not. You're making choices based on the past. Uh huh. To make a choice in the moment requires you to be at a higher vibration of energy, at a higher level of consciousness, at a higher level of engagement, right? Uh -huh. And where you get to inspiration. So I that's why this. people either live in memory or by inspiration. Oh, I love this, Walter. This is brilliant. Yes. Yes. So reaching inspiration is, is, is our, everybody's goal. And so how do we get there? Well, the thing is that uh, it's, it's interesting because even how do we get there is part of the re reason why we struggle. Right, no, right. And as I said, I'm like, it's not a getting there. We're already there. Yeah, but what happens is that... Um, we just need to... Go well, on. Well, what happens is this, is that all of these energies that we have, right, especially the catabolic, there is a denser energy. That's why it feels heavy. Mm -hmm. It's a heavy energy. When you're feeling sorry for yourself, when you're when you're angry, it's it just it feels heavy. Mm -hmm. And what happens is that there was two things that we were never taught how to effectively do in our lives. If I say effectively, because some people are more effective than others, but how to think our lives out, because we were taught what to think, but not how to think from a logic, emotion, and intuitive perspective, all three combined. We get to higher education. We get really good at analyzing data and we become critical thinkers. But when it comes to thinking out our own life, that's why a lot of people that are edu educated and have degrees up to yin yang still can't manage a relationship right. or even maybe even hold a job for a period of time, right? Because they haven't learned how to think their lives out. Yeah. The other thing that we haven't learned, how, we weren't effectively taught how to, how to, um, do is how to how to appropriately grieve those things in our lives that we consider as losses mm. so when you think about it the things in our subconscious that have to do with pain what's required us to move forward is we need to either forgive ourselves or someone else accept something about ourselves or someone else or something or just let it go mm-hmm if we don't do that, it's going to stay in our subconscious, which is the hard drive, and it's going to play in the background. Yes. So imagine how disturbing it would be to watch a movie, say a, a comedy or even a romantic comedy, and you're watching this 
you're, you're near the end where they're starting to come together and find that they love each other. And you're here in that horror movie. You're waiting for the ex-boyfriend to come and chop their heads off. or right? <laughs> uh-huh. so, so a lot of us, for periods in our time, when we have really positive things in our lives happen, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Being discovered that we're not good enough, that we're maybe not as smart as people think they are, that this person that tells us we love us, if they really knew the real us, they wouldn't love us. Yeah. Because we have this plane in our background, right? Yeah. And so catabolic energy, right? Uh-huh. Is the energy that holds us from success. Because it goes back to what I do, right? I'm a performance transition and leadership coach, a specialist, which is really just a coach. Specialist is because I have a specialized way of approaching this, right? Uh Because the way I look at it um, is that there's an equation that performance equals potential minus interference. Your performance is based on the fact that anything that you do, whether you're a wife whether you're a girlfriend, whether you're an employee, employee, entrepreneur, mother, it doesn't matter. That's not who you are. That's what you do. Uh-huh. Who you are is what you bring to that role. Oh, I like that. Yes. Your potential is your ability to access the skills and the natural talents that you have for that role. Uh-huh. And... If you can be mindful in the present moment, you can also connect to creativity and intuition. Uh-huh. When you're in that mindful state of mind, you're able to make conscious choices, not choices based on memory because you're totally in the present moment uh-huh. that are going to serve you and those around you involved in your role. Uh-huh. That gives you a high performance in whatever role you, you're in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, that's what we're all looking for. However, right? However, the interference comes from stress reactions. And and stress reactions what I mean is that there is no such thing as stress. Life just happens. What we interpret that to mean for our lives is what creates the stress reactions. Right. How personal we take it, right? How attached we are to a particular outcome. Those things throw us into those catabolic energies, which are the lower frequency, which is the disturbing energy. Lower frequency energies, they have found that when people get ill, it affects cells and that it actually messes up the cells because it's lower frequency. That's why when we are in those lower catabolic states, Um, what happens to us is that we go into what's called horizontal thinking, past or future. Uh So what happens is that because energy cannot be destroyed or created, it can only be transformed, uh, transmuted, or um, basically alchemized. You can become an alchemist, turn the the actual uh, metal into gold. Uh You can do that with energy, but you can't destroy it and you can't create it. Uh So what happens, right, is that this energy that takes with horizontal thinking, the past or the future, Uh requires energy. That energy has to come from somewhere, so it comes out of the present moment. Uh 
Yes. So yes. if us being totally mindful is a 10 out of 10, as soon as you go into fear or remembering the pain from the past, you go into nine, eight, seven. And before you know it, you're no longer in that zone. Before you know it, you're no longer at those higher anabolic energies and you you no longer have access to the intuition or the creativity. That's why when you're in those lower catabolic energies, at the lowest one, when you're depressed, you can't come up with a creative thought or a solution. Right, right. That's also why you're at the lowest level of engagement. Depressed people like to sleep a lot. Mm-hmm. As even though level one is an energy, it's actually really... It's, it's a, I call it the whatever energy, uh-huh. whatever, right? That's where you put your phone on vibrate. You don't call, you don't call people back right away because uh, you really are in a protective mode. You're kind of like those people in Florida when the hurricanes are coming, right? You're, you're, you're shutting yeah. down all the windows and, and because you're in self-protection mode. Yeah. And that's also why a lot of depressed people uh, sometimes get misinterpreted that, that they don't care because they're not showing a lot of emotion. But what people don't realize, they're in self-protection. They're trying not to feel the pain that comes from where they are. So this is a good conversation because it's true when you're in that low state. And I, you know, for me too, when I get depressed or I have those down days, I don't say I'm depressed, but I have those occasional down days and I, it's really hard to get out of. So for me, the best way I've gotten out of that is self-love is I literally just say, it's okay. And that raises me. What do you suggest to get people out of these low vibration um, states? Well, well, the thing is, is that remember one thing we need to understand about energy, it's neither good nor bad. Right. It's more effective or less effective. Because let's put it this way, is that even the energy that you're talking about self-love is considered level four energy, which is the energy of compassion, of service. It's a service to yourself. Right. So it's one way of shifting upwards. Um, awareness, self-awareness is the first step, right? Because once you want, one of the things about awareness, awareness is responsibility. Yes. Because once you're aware that you're in that energy, um, and Eckhart Tolle actually says it's pretty cool. He says, you know, it's kind of like if you were to watch a crime happening in your front lawn, mm-hmm. and if you just went out there, stood there with a, with a floodlight pointing at it, and done nothing else that crime would cease to to happen. So whenever you have something that's overwhelming you, just the fact that you're aware of it, that's losing its grip on you. You know, that's the first chapter in my book, Thrive and Shine, is the beginning is you have to know your base. You have to know where you're at. You're not going to get anywhere until you know where you're at. So I absolutely agree with this. And that's my very first step in dealing with clients. I, I do a thing called an energy leadership index assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was developed by IPEC, and it's uh, 84 attitude, attitudinal questions. And based on that question, on that uh, based on that questionnaire, I can very accurately tell you what your go-to energy is when you're not under stress, mm-hmm. how you shift in your energies, and what happens to you when you get on the stress reaction, and how you shift out of it. Nice. Um, I've done about 150 of these in the last two years. It's, it's a paid assessment. But what it does is that it gives people a starting point. Uh-huh. And what I've actually done is I've actually come to a conclusion because I haven't niched out. And what I've come to a conclusion after doing these 150 assessments and done them in all different niches, different ages, different genders, uh-huh. 
is that life is not as personal as we think it is, but we are responsible for much more than we think we are. Uh, How we show up in our lives affects everything. Well, and that's why I tell people all the time, law of attraction is about taking responsibility for your life. That's when life gets fantastic as you take responsibility. And that's when you get to level three. Yes. Which is what shifts for a lot of people can shift them out of, out of the catabolic energy into the self responsibility. Uh Right. And even then, um, even at responsibility, you could still be a little disconnected from your heart, but you can rationalize your behavior to be more productive in your life. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, a, it's an energy that will, uh, will help you to get to level four where your heart opens up and it's a service energy and it's where uh, you win by other people winning. It's where you also are willing to give yourself some self-love. Yeah. So sometimes we need to just rush, really get to our responsibility. There, it's our thoughts yeah. that we are responsible for 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 what's actually happening. And and what's really interesting, I've I've been really um, I've been uh, reading a little bit on the Hogo Pogo self identity. It's not exactly how I. It's the Joe Vitale. Uh, he found this Hawaiian guy, and oh. and, and they, yes, uh huh. And it, the whole idea of that is is a hundred percent personal uh, responsibility. Yeah. The the idea that everything that we have, we have attracted to ourselves. Yes. That anything that anybody does that doesn't that we don't like, we've attracted that to ourselves. Yes. Yes. And I know people hate to hear that, but the thing is, once you know that, it actually empowers you, because then you know how to stop attracting it. Well. At least understand I, that you have control over it. The, the, I think the idea of self-responsibility um, can get you out of that victim level one energy. Right. Because a level one life is happening to you. Yes. With that idea of that you are, you have attracted everything to your life. Then there's, there's, there's a hope there. Yes. No hope at level one. And at level two where you're angry, you're seeing everything in black and white, so you're limiting possibilities, uh-huh. right? Because you can only see black or white. You can only either see yourself losing or winning. Uh-huh. So you really don't get that. But once you start taking responsibility, then anything's possible. Right. Absolutely. Well, this is an amazing conversation. You've taught us so much. Thank you so much for this wisdom. I love it. And it's totally in line what I've always believed, but I never looked at it in this term. So you just rocked my world, Walter. Thank you so much. And I, if anyone wants to reach out to you, how can they get in touch with you? Um, I have, uh, I have a, a website. It, it's very, I, I did this about, probably about four years ago. It's got a lot of, uh, a lot of sports in it. Cause, uh, that was one of the niches I started out with. Uh-huh. Uh, it's natural action coach.com mm-hmm. or you can, you could also go there with power versus force.com power vs force.com. Uh-huh. Um, and you can also email me at natural action coach at Shaw S H A W dot C A. Awesome. Well, thank you, Walter. And I will put all this information in the show notes. So I really appreciate you taking this time. I can tell this is in your passion and purpose and you're in those high frequency. I can just, we're actually videotaping this for 
for Walter. He's going to share this with the world. And I love that. But I love that you have shown up in this world and people need to hear this. So thank you so much. And I love what you're doing as well, too, because I think that um, the one thing that I think that um, with the whole law of attraction, um, and and it's one thing I just wanted to share with you. And I think you mentioned it at Mark Ordones and we talked about that. It's not, you don't attract what you want. You attract who you're being. Who you are or who, yes, absolutely. And that's, and that's really important. Right. And I think that that's why people, when they, when they go and they, and they have these ego driven desires and wonder why they're not attracting it. Yes. (laughs) And then it goes back to what you just said earlier was that, um really we're not really we we have if we if you can believe that every day we got up and believe that we already had everything we needed to, to live a joyful meaningful life how would our lives be different right? it's and you know what i i feel that energy all the time in my life and then i just think like everything's a cherry on top because i am just perfect as i am right now and that's my belief and, and that's including yeah your catabolic energy because your catabolic energies, if we never had confusion, we'd never be seeking clarity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love you said that when that in, with the interview with Mark and I love that. So thank you. Well, thank you again. I, like I said, I, I could talk to you all day long cause you have so much wisdom and I'm so glad you're getting out in the world, Walter, cause you have, you really have so much to share and you are a gift to this world. So thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for this opportunity. Um, and it's a pleasure connecting with you and, uh, I, I love your energy and I love what you're doing. And I just, uh, just wish you all nothing but uh, amazing success. And I know that uh, I know that you already are successful. So uh, yes, keep that. it coming. Keep it coming. That's what I say. More of that. <laughs> and so anyone here who's listening, I hope you enjoy this interview. And if you want to be on my show, I would love to hear from you. Just go to my website at michelle-joy. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E joy.com and have a wonderful day and happy manifesting. Take care. Thank you again for listening and joining me on my podcast. If you want to learn more about me, please go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And on there, I have lots of goodies, including guided meditations and inspirational posts and blogs. And of course, I'm here to help you as your coach. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.